welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Andrew. And oh boy, is it good to be back. Uh, yeah, it's been a little lonely here in the Get Offset worldy world. Yeah, we recorded a couple of episodes in advance of knowing when I was going to be pretty much missing in action because uh, I moved. Woo! Still in the but Seattle area. Far. No, I'm still in the Seattle area. Everything is still chill. Um, yeah, I, I'm very excited. It's uh, the first house of my adult life. Dang. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world a little bit. Got mm-hmm. my own little kingdom. Uh, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, it's really, really, really good for me and the family. So houses yeah. are nice, and like your little like condo plex or whatever you would call that place, apartment complex that you were in before, mm-hmm. it seemed nice. But you know, it, it's also not some place where I would want to live for an extended period of time if I didn't have to. Yeah, that was a strange couple of years. So yeah. Um, so that happened. Uh, there's been strange gear news that has happened. There's been some strange cat news because there's a new member of the family, sort of, <gasps> but also an old member of the family. I'll explain that here in a couple of minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, I went to like the best show I think I've ever been to in my life last night. And I'm trying to justify that. Or so I'm trying to talk myself out of saying that because it sounds unjustifiable. And I don't think I'm going to take that back. I think that was legitimately the best show I've ever been to in my life. Nice. Oh, I love There's that a feel. close second, but I think this this edges it out. Who was it? Uh, I saw So the lineup was Silent Planet, Silverstein, and August Burns Red. And the so August Burns Red was doing the 10-year anniversary of Constellations, which is what I would argue is their best album, uh, which is a bold statement, I know, but it, it just so groundbreaking that's the album that made me fall in love with the band that's the album that made me fall in love uh, with metal drums matt griner is an absolute beast that's the reason why i got a double bass drum pedal that's the reason why i got into a lot of metal and uh, playing the music that i did yeah i forget that you're a drummer nerd i i am a i am a guitar nerd and a drummer nerd i'm just an overall gear nerd uh, but yeah, I started off in drums and this guy is one of the big reasons why I stuck with it and getting to like shake hands with him after the show and be like, dude, I know that you get this like all the time, but from the bottom of my heart, you're the reason why I play drums still. Aww. And seeing the smile on his face and like, I've seen so many videos of you, like you inspire me in so many ways. I, I, I melted a little bit. And then I was like, oh, by the way, I'm friends with Adam Brewer and your episode, his podcast is super rad and I'd love to interview you sometime. I was like, wow, they're. I think Adam's friends with those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd I'd love to interview all of them. I'd actually just love to like be a fly on the wall on the tour bus. But anyways, uh, great group of dudes uh, from everything that has been shared publicly and everything that I've seen. That was my first time seeing them. I can't believe I've. They're one of those bands that I've been meaning to watch for forever. Like go see a show. And every time they're in town, something comes up and I just I can't get my stuff together to be able to go out and see them. So it was my first time seeing them and I was not disappointed. The whole show, I uh, I got there early and uh, wedged my way up to the front. So I was on the rail just mm-hmm. like a couple of feet to the right of center the I entire love, time. I love, love, love being right up front for shows. It never gets old. Right up front, standing room only. I got my back is bruised from the number of people trying to punch me and try to yank me off the rail to get their spot up there. I was not budging. 
Uh, did you do so that I, trick? Did you do that trick I told you about, like going there early to the bar? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I did Please. when I saw uh, Caspian and Underoath there like three years ago. Now, I did the same. That was the last time I was at that venue. It's really sad. I don't go to shows enough. Uh, but yeah, so we went there super early, got a beer. It was like ten dollars for a beer, and the only reason why I found that justifiable was because I got to be on the rail. Woo! Yeah. So yeah, no, Silent Planet was amazing. Garrett is a gift to humanity. And if you haven't listened to them, or if, even if you're not into metal, just go read their lyrics. It is flat out poetry. Silent Planet poetry. is, in my opinion, the best new band in metalcore. And they've been around long enough to where they're like no longer quite the new band on the scene. So I'm going to, I will update myself and say they're the best up and coming band. They're so unbelievably phenomenal. Um, Silverstein is just pure nostalgia. That was great. I caught a caught a guitar pick. Unfortunately, that was the only piece of memorabilia I walked out of the show with. Um, that's that's some then, am, that's amateur hour, man. Like, yeah, woo. I was yelling and screaming like nobody's business. I can't believe my voice is actually still working. Mm. Uh, and then by the third song of August Burns Red, I'd gotten hit in the head so hard by a crowd surfer that my earplugs fell out on the ground out of my ears. You crowd surfed? Uh, no, I was on the rail. Therefore, I was helping oh, okay. push the crowd surfers off the okay, front. Okay. It was just, it was a water, like, imagine this. It's a waterfall of bodies just coming over the front of the rails. That sounds awful. I watched it. So there's a, the, the most memorable of the crowd surfers is the dude went legs first. Security caught his legs, but not his back. And so Ooh. they just, by his legs, swung down, hit his head on the rail and was just out cold. And I would ground. like to apologize to the listeners for, I think you, were you gesturing? <laughs> Did you hit your mic? Uh, I, I, I might've hit my mic. I also probably smacked my hand uh, yes. to gesture that he like, I like over the sound of the music, I heard ding as his, the back of his head hit, just knocked out cold. They, oh, no. they, they drug him out of there. I'm sure that he was on an ambulance within minutes. Oh um, gosh, yikes. Well, uh ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, crowd surfing is dangerous. It is dangerous, and if you're going to do it, be aware that you might end up unconscious and dragged off by your shoulders uh by security. Protect your neck and your Protect head. Protect your neck. And if you're on the front rail, uh if you don't know what you're doing, don't be there. If you're in the mosh pit and you don't know what you're doing, don't be there. Like sit on the outside and watch, don't get hurt cuz people throw punches and it's great. And I had a lot of fun and I survived, but this also isn't my first rodeo. So, you know, man, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing. And that, you know, I can, I can talk for days about like, Oh, that makes it kind of like hard to go to those shows. Like I love, I love, love, love the whole steady. And it's not too rowdy down there. Like they don't mosh or anything, but like, like, I just can't imagine how how kind of sad I would be if I really loved the band. And I was like, well, I can't really be up there because I don't want to get punched in the mouth. I got uh, fingers in my eye. I had the earplugs knocked out of my head. I had uh, people like yanking on my shoulders half of the show because I was on the rail the entire time holding and was not letting go. Um, <laughs> nice. uh, I, I sprained my ankle uh, trying wow. to push people back. That's uh, love. That's love of music. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed every la- It was 1,000% worth it. So nice. yeah, that was... So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Best show I think I've ever been to. They they brought the fire. All three bands put on a class act. They didn't miss a single note. It was just excellent. That's so, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Gosh, it has been a long time since I talked. I'm like, what do I want to talk about that I haven't just talked about ad nauseum on last week's podcast? I mean, I can keep talking. No, I don't think anybody <laughs> wants that. Well, I could talk. Oh, ab- I could talk I'm about. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Ooh, ooh. I, I well, I see. Here's the thing. Normally, I would agree with you, and I'm sure by this point in the podcast already, uh, our listeners are already like, "Oh man, can this guy shut up?" Like, come on. <laughs> uh, but I did say the word "cat" and "new" in the same sentence. <gasps> yes, I've. That's okay. Now we're getting to something I actually want to hear you talk about. We're we are getting somewhere. We're we have left metal and we have entered cats. So nice. Uh, so part of this move is that my mom has moved in with us. I am so stoked about this. And along with my mom, she has brought the cat that we adopted when I was in high school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I know this cat very well. He knows me. It took, he warmed up to me pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'd like to think in my heart of hearts that he recognizes me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure cats have, cats have good memories. Uh, yeah, that's that's both comforting and frightening all at the same time. So, well, anyways, say they have selective memories. So, Poppy and Percy have been acquainted. They're still oh, sweet not Lord Poppy and uh, Percy. It's you have that pop you know, guard on your microphone. Poppy, Poppy, Percy. Um, yeah, so they're, they're getting along sort of in the sense that they're just hissing at each other a lot and they haven't touched to my knowledge yet. Oh, they'll get over that. They, I think they've come within a few inches face to face, staring at each other and hissing each other down. Uh, so, but they haven't, they haven't hurt each other yet. And that's, uh, that's kind of nice. So yeah. I'm very excited. I can't wait to come home from work and to see them like cuddling and look at each other on the couch. It'll Aww. be really great. They'll, they'll really enjoy having the company. Yeah, Percy has uh, almost always had a friend in the house, whether it be another dog or another cat. Uh, but Poppy has it, so I think it's a big adjustment for Poppy. Yeah. And I think it's going to serve her right because she's a brat sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So. That's good. That's good. I don't have any like positive cat news, really. Um, we spent a part of this weekend cleaning out the cat's litter box because I think I had told you this, we had some like leftover AstroTurf and we're like, oh, we'll just put it underneath the litter box. They'll catch the litter. And it did a great job. The cat loved wiping her paws on it. Um, we notice it starts to smell bad. I'm like, oh, okay. So we need to clean up the litter box. It wasn't the litter box. Was 80% she peeing? sure. 80% sure at one point she peed. No. On that. So, I mean, that's, that's an easy fix once you realize what the smell was. But also, I think that when we were cleaning out her litter box at some point, she was like, I have to go and kind of went upstairs into a corner and peed on a baseboard. No. Yeah. So un- unpleased. I am uh, upset with her for that. Are but- you uh, uh, pissed about I this? I am. Pissed. She's just pissed. Rick's- we're all pissed. Everyone's pissed that she pissed where she wasn't supposed to piss. Oh, cats, man. I still love this stupid idiot, but... Do you tell her to piss off? Oh, God, no. I don't want her to piss off. Piss in your litter box, you there absolute monster. And that was freeform poetry from the host of Get Offset Podcast, <laughs> titled Urine Trouble. 
You're uh, in trouble, Carrie. <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a good dad joke. Oh, should I open my drink? Uh, yeah. Ah, all right. I just opened and I just finished Cheers. my nice drink, and now I'm drinking my embarrassing drink. I'm an, I'm just drinking an embarrassing drink. Went straight for it. I'm drinking the Cape Line Sparkling Cocktails Blackberry Mojito, 120 calories per can. And I I will tell you my embarrassing drink and follow up real quickly with my nice drink, and then we can talk about our topic. Oh, actually, we need to talk about sponsors, and then we can get into the topic. But when are we going to talk about my friggin' beautiful ass tuna tone guitar, dude? Well, I think that should just be part of the sponsorship. So it's not a sponsorship. If anything, I sponsor her. All right, Sorry, well, that's Layla. Fine. We, we'll get I built to that. your website. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, that's true. It's a great website. So uh, my embarrassing drink is I'm drinking Coors Banquet right now. Oh, I, I hate Percy. Oh, I'm sorry, you oh, Coors Banquet? Coors Banquet, yeah. Uh, so every once in a while, I give up on temporarily on craft beer and I go back to my college drinking ways. Oh. And not like not full college drinking ways, not like the way I like used to drink, drink like knock it back. Uh, but there's something nostalgic about it. It's the my, it was one of my go to beers in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the as far as like domestic beer goes. It's actually pretty decent. I would put it a level up above Rainier, easy. You put everything above Rainier. That is false. I will sooner drink Rainier than Hams, than Bud Light, than Miller Light, than actually pretty much all of the lights. Um, and before Corona. Neat. Neat. I would, um, I would not drink any of those things. Yeah. So I don't know. Coors Banquet, I would say is like the top tier of like domestic. It's, there's nothing offensive about it. There's nothing great. It just kind of is what it is. It's a light refreshing Pilsner. It's best served ice cold. And I don't know. It gets kind of hot. Like it is out right now. I think it got like low eighties today, light and refreshing. which for Seattle is, very hot and the, mm-hmm. my house doesn't have ac you know there's something about just it's light it's crisp it it just kind of is refreshing and i would i, I said it was embarrassing i take that bad. back I, i'm not apologizing for it and, i enjoy it and i'm sure there's, and that's just what it is i do want to touch on something you said uh that i think people in other parts of the country will not understand which is that your house does not have ac as house in seattle oh, yeah. do not have ac that is not a normal thing for a house to have in seattle nor portland nor like vancouver bc it's just it gets hot enough to need it like one month out of the year so you when you do the math you're like oh it would cost you know i think once we had someone quote us at like twelve thousand dollars to not even put it in every single room right we're like ah no 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 however <laughs> i hit i yeah did you feel the earthquake the other day I did not, w- but two up. things to keep in mind is I'm from California. California. From California, bro. What was that? If it's not a seven point something, I'm not even phased, bro. Man, I, I was, I'm one of the only people I knew who woke up, but I, I wake up and I can't tell if I'm dreaming. And you know, like sometimes like if you've been drinking a lot, you'll wake up and you'll still be kind of drunk. Well, I had not been drinking <laughs> and I woke up. But you felt like you had been. I woke up and I'm like, it kind of felt also like if you are like asleep in a car and then you wake up like disoriented because you don't remember where you are. But mostly it felt like if you wake up and you're still drunk, like the bed was moving and 
Uh, I caught, I think, at least the last 15 to 20 seconds of it. And I look over and Rick's still asleep and the cat's not in the bed. And uh, so I, I get on Twitter, make sure it was an earthquake, immediately get online and buy a bunch of stuff for my earthquake kit, which is why I now own a survivalist hatchet. Uh, don't buy oh. 3 a.m. Maybe not the best time to just panic by all the uh, earthquake preparedness things. But um, yeah, it, I, I, put, I put a video of this on my personal page, but. My cat had gone downstairs about 30 minutes before the earthquake and she's just sitting on the chaise right in view of like one of our security cameras. And uh uh, you can see because Rick the next morning woke up and he's like, oh, you can hear it. It just sounds like someone's in the house. And I look, I'm like, oh, my God, the cat. You can see the cat and you can see she's just laying there. And then she looks around, looks around. And then she's like. And you can tell in her mind, she's going, what, 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 what? And you can just see it's escalating. <laughs> and her her level of panic just escalating. It's As the pupils slowly dilate. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, she had, it was night vision. So she has this, like, devil eyes. <laughs> the saucer discs. Oh, my gosh. It was, that was, you know, that was pretty worth it. My mom was like, oh, that's, 4.6 is big. I'm like, the guitar wasn't shaking on the wall very much. Like, ah. It, I think we were okay, but like that was that was baby's first earthquake. <laughs> so I hope nah. I would I don't I would not mind if it was a my last. I hope we don't have anything bigger. They're not the that scary. It's okay. It's it's only not scary until it is scary. Yeah, my cousin just did the had the dealt with the seven point one. Uh, sorry for the yep. outside noise, folks. Uh, I again don't have AC, so I had to open a window. But uh, uh, I was like, my cousin was like, oh, gosh, yeah. She's like, I grabbed the cat carrier. I was ready to book it. She like, she basically had her bug out bag ready and was about to like get the hell out of California. So, get out of Dodge. Yeah. Get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was, I think, my most exciting recent update other than the Vancouver Guitar Show. Did you listen? Did you listen, Andrew? Did you? Okay. Can I be incredibly honest? You never listen. Well, okay. Well, not only is that true, but I actually meant to do that this week. And uh, my day job just was very... Uh, demanding. Demanding. Oh, shoot. Uh, Jinx, Jinx, you owe me a soda. Nah. Uh, yeah, it was. I just had some really early start times this week and I was really busy during my day job. And I basically came home, I napped, I made dinner, and then I went to sleep. Yeah. Like back to sleep. It was fun. So it was kind of my week. People sleep. And I was like sick a... this week. Nah, so I'm sorry. I, I'm pulling out all of my excuses for all why of I the excuses. To it. Just legitimately, uh... I will be listening to it tomorrow yeah, if yeah. I have any say in the matter. Ah, nice. Actually, it was. I did read through the visual thread. Oh, good. Yeah, that was really fun. It was really nice to talk to, you know, people like old friends and people I hadn't seen in a while and new friends. I think I think the episode was uh, kind of 50-50 split between new and old friends. It it just it makes me sad that I wasn't able to go. Yeah. Well, I've been kind of stuck in a purgatory of like continually opening boxes. Like, I don't even know where all this stuff came from. Like, do I own this? <laughs> This isn't mine. Ugh, yeah, I don't I don't envy you that. It took us a full year. Like it felt like it took a year for us to fully unpack and then every once in a while I'm like find a new box and unpack. I'm like, I've been looking for this shirt for eighteen right? months. It's because like well, Rick did so much of the packing when we moved into the house 
that oh everyone's like when are they going to talk about guitars jesus but um yeah he did so much of the packing and he was just very kind of a bad situation and he was just like throwing things into bags and boxes instead of like being organized about it which i am i have no problem with but it just it created this sort of comical like why is this here where are you all see of if our- it makes it into the box it'll make it to the next house why are the ladles and the camping gear in the same box i thought we had more ladles no it's with the camping gear of course but Duh. Uh, to get back into guitar news just one more quick thing before we get into the topic i'm going to nashville this week Oh hell yeah! Summer Nam, what what? Um, so oh yeah, what's you gonna get some hot chicken? I I better, but uh, I am definitely getting some barbecue with um my friend Lenore on Thursday, seeing some roommates on Thursday night. I uh, if you are going to Summer Nam, you should go to the boutique guitar showcase because I am bringing my tuna tone, and you'll be able to play my guitar. Whoa! Yeah, pretty neat. So get on that. Take advantage. Uh, don't scratch it. I don't want to send it back to Vancouver Guitar Finishing. That would be awkward. <laughs> no, it. Yeah, just don't scratch it, please. Oh my god, don't scratch my guitar. Um, but I'm really excited. I haven't. I lived in Nashville for eight years, and I haven't been in four, and that is insane to me like i thought like we'd go back every year it just hasn't worked out so i'm excited to go uh i think it's going to be pretty heavily like catching up with old friends would love to meet some new friends and some internet friends so uh just there's a i have a post in the get all set podcast group uh let's make some make some plans but i'm really excited Uh, my friend just sent me the record that she's been working on and uh, she asked me to learn one of the songs. So I think if, if the cards work out, we're going to try to do a little video for one of the songs. Yay. That sounds incredible. Yeah, I'm really excited. Is this what it's like to have a life? I feel like I'm just living vicariously through your descriptions of what like happens in Nashville. What happens in Nashville uh, gets written about in the song four months later. Um and talked about it on a podcast. I want to hear all right, about it. Is, I'm excited. Yes, yes. But this is what this is what well, life is like when you don't have children. Ooh. Sorry. That was pointed. <laughs> that was poignant. Sorry. That was I you know dastardly. I I love kids. I will have them at some point. But it's like I turned 30 and was like, you know that whole like or like I started approaching 30. I'm like, I should do all these things that I've been wanting to do since I was 15. Hey now, I go to concerts twice a year. That's so sad. <laughs> that is so sad. Oh my god. Uh, no, I, I've actually been to three this year now, oh. and it, I'm only like seven months into the year, so I'm actually doing pretty good this year. Yes. Uh, so sponsors for this episode, uh, we're hearing a theme of sponsors through the episodes lately. Uh, this one comes to you from Jennings Guitars, wait, wait. and the big reason for that is because Chad. My man is building me a guitar, and I believe the details of said guitar have been decided upon since the last time we recorded an episode. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure. I think that you were still like ironing out the details. I think we had ironed out the details. The The long story short is that uh, I had to convince Chad of some certain details because of certain reasons, and 
I feel very strongly about the color orange. Not everybody else does. So at the end of the day, it came down to it. It's going to be orange. And I am so hyped. So not only is it orange. So here we go. I'm just going to run through the the build order real Real quick. quick. Real quick. uh, Uh, (laughs) Yeah. All right, here, here, here we go. So the body, so it's a, it's a Voyager Deluxe. Oh. So it's their big offset semi hole, semi hollow. So cool. I Sorry, am I so <laughs> excited for that because, yeah, Chad's like, dude, like, you want a guitar? I was like, yes. Like what? Like I want that guitar. He's like, cool, because that's a guitar like I'd love to make for you. I'm like, that would be amazing. Uh, so it's gonna Voyager Deluxe. It's the, in my opinion, the best guitar in his lineup as far oh, as visuals totally. go. Not even a question. Like, just Absolutely. if you haven't bought one yet, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, so it's Voyager Deluxe Summit Hollow. It's a, uh, it's gonna be orange with white dog hair pore filler. So it's gonna be like orange and white. And I love dog hair so much. And the idea of that combination just sounds phenomenally gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be white binding with a white pit guard. And so that's just the body. The neck is gonna be maple with mother of pearl block inlay and that's just and then it's gonna have uh, bigsby on it and i'm sending him uh the grinders i got from curtis last year sorry the the kramas yeah Yeah, so i'm pulling the kramas out of my ibanez and there's a couple of reasons for this one the voyager deluxe just sounds like the ultimate like praise and worship style tone guitar and there's the Kramas, as far as pickups go, as far as I'm concerned, are the best options for that. Not a question in my mm-hmm. mind. So those just, they've lived a great life in my Ibanez, but it's time for them to move on to a better home. And you want them to be in the guitar that you're going to like, 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 I feel like when you get a guitar made for you, that has to become in your heart, like your go-to guitar. Well, yeah, if, if. I mean, I've been playing. I've if, been playing my tuna, my teeny tuna, all weekend. If I can track some sort of disease and I list it for sale in that order, because uh, that's what it would take for me to list it. Can someone just like, like, kill me and bury me with it? Like, <laughs> just don't let me go through the pain of ever, ever even contemplating the idea mm-hmm. of selling it. Uh, so I, I, I know I don't have an exact date when he's going to be done building it, but I am so beyond hype for when it does show up, and I'm happy to wait because that's what a good customer does for a world-class luthier like chad jennings so yeah that's gonna be that and while that's happening at some point i need to get together uh save some pennies up and i'm gonna get a set the plan is to get a set of grinders from curtis lamberton for the ibanez because the ibanez let's be honest it's it sounded great with the kramas in it but that guitar is made to thrash it's pretty thrashy so, looking. It's like a the slash guitar. Uh, it's a it's like a double like a LP double cut style body, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna put some heavy strings on it. I'm gonna tune it to at least drop D. I probably I'll probably do drop C. Um, I don't like playing any lower than that because what's I don't know. <laughs> as much as I like metal, like. <sighs> You know, for what when I play, I don't like to go any lower than that. That's just a personal enjoyment mm-hmm. thing. So uh, I think I'm going to set it up for drop C with some heavy strings on it. And that's going to be my thrasher. And I cannot, I am so looking forward to that. So it's like I'm getting two new guitars all at the same yes, time. Yes, that is, that is a cool thing about getting new pickups. Whoop, I um, think that so, there are police nearby. 
to me. Yeah. Was that you or me? That was me. I'm going to go look and see what's going on. Ooh, the plot thickens. I'm muting. And this is the part of the show where we wonder if Emily is ever coming back. I don't know if I've ever had the mic all to myself during an episode like this before. I'm not sure what I should, what, what should I say? What should I do? Is Emily ever going to even listen to this? I don't know. I'm freezing. I'm running out of time to say something. They're gone. They're, they, I think actually it was um, uh, EMT is going to the like nursing home thing. Oh, sad. I mean, it's it's kind of sad, but uh, a lot of those sort of communities like that, um, if someone's having some sort of medical episode, it's faster for them to just call an ambulance or an EMT. It doesn't always mean a life-threatening situation. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. So the cops are not at my door. That's cool. Uh, though. Yay. Yes, they have been known to, to be here. Um, just so proud to be here. I'll ask about that another time. What? The cops being at your door, knocking on your door. Well, last year was the firefighters. When we oh, were, when we were strange. working a festival, um, our faulty smoke alarm went off and oh yeah. that's right i forgot yeah, about that i was in the layla one of the layla episodes i think she and i talked about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah so uh that was yeah we, the police haven't come to our door um but we've had like situations with neighbors or like squatters while some buildings were being built like next door so that was when we heard actually i i honestly got heard a cop yell come out with your hands up actually it was a lady cop so i was like come out with your hands up and I didn't know they really said that. And I was so excited. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Ex- exciting. Oh, there's a word. Exciting and frightening all at the same time. Exciting. Uh, excited and scared. Uh, that is officially, uh, I just did it I'm just sure now. I copyrighted that. and patented that. Alexa, stop. Is... You just copyrighted and patented it. But you ha- you can't trademark it yet because you have to use it more first. Well, it'll be trademarked the moment it, this episode yeah, drops. Yes, so it'll be Tuesday. So exciting is my new word. Uh, use it every episode. You know what? We're going to make merch with it. Okay, so we're going to do two things here right now. First, I'm going to challenge everybody to use the word exciting. And like, don't even just use it on our page. I want to see the word exciting show up in posts and comments on Gear Talk, Praise and Worship, and 60 Cycle Hum in the Gear Slum. Uh, and worship guitar sounds. If I if I see that word show up by someone other than me in the next week, I'm going to be the proudest podcast dad there ever was. <laughs> Secondly, I love if you're listening to this, I love you. No questions asked. You're great. And I have questions. I am very grateful for that. I have questions. Um, I have questions. You're you're welcome to have questions. I love everybody to a degree. So topics. All of that said, I uh, actually it's into the yeah. Topic so if you're, well, I think. So not only do I listen to everyone, or not only do I love everyone that listens to this, but I also value what you have to say. Uh, send us a message on Facebook, on on email, what, on Instagram. I don't know. Send us a message. I want to hear suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about. If you want us to shout out like your birthday or like just tell us like what you want to hear on this podcast, and we'll, like let's do it. Like I'm down. 
Cool. Now we're shouting out. I want to hear more. Yeah, I just want to hear more from the listeners. I think that would yeah, be dope. I think that would be nice. But uh, I've also had a little bit of cabin fever from moving. I was about to say, you sound like you talked to an adult in a while. <laughs> well, I've, I've talked to plenty of adults. I just want to hear from all the listeners, and I appreciate all of you. You're rad. Dope. So topics. topics. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Oh, we haven't said that in this episode. Okay. Uh, so today's topic, do you want to introduce it? Do you want well, me to introduce it? Was, it? We have it talked this It was your little part. brainchild, so. Okay. It is my brainchild. So I'm going to do the best thing a white guy can do is I'm going to say something incredibly incendiary. I thought you were about to do an impersonation of the kind of people who say the thing that we're about to talk about. Uh, no. I Well, it's... I wasn't going to go as far as an impersonation. I was just going to make a statement that's incendiary on purpose. And some folks may find it to be incendiary. I find it to be a little incendiary. Uh, but the topic surrounding it can get a little heated. And I just wanted to talk about it because we're a guitar gear podcast, but we're also a music Gonna podcast. Talk and... about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> However, I was not opposed to what just happened. That Thank was great. You. So here is the statement. Keep your politics out of music. Oh, oh, what? No. <laughs> what? How? Okay. So, so here's, here's a fun thing. So I like to play devil's advocate on this episode. Like, on this like, podcast like, quite like, a bit. like any good white man. Right. So, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, I do it because it, it's important to have a, a full conversation. And this might be one of the few episodes where I don't know if I can. I just, I, I can't wrap my mind around, like I, I could try to do my best to play devil's advocate here for the sake of conversation. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if I can. I, I don't, I don't, I just, sometimes like a, a point just feels so invalid that it it's hard to even like like just jokingly okay no I, okay, I will say one thing it is our you know if you just want to enjoy fun music like there's plenty of that for real but i think that to ask an artist to keep his or her art to like tell like almost dictate to them like what kind of art they should be making with your mouth is dumb. Like if you don't like their music, don't buy it, don't listen to it, don't request it on the radio or whatever. But so it's just to like, yeah, I don't know. Artists are people and they are entitled to have opinions and express them. And that's, that's my perspective. I think, yeah, I, I I just think there's a certain kind of person who wants to keep politics out of music, and it's the person whose favorite musicians don't like are complaining about their political affiliations. Like, let's be frank. I think that the best example of that right now is people who are Trump voters and supporters, and then they find out their favorite musicians don't like Trump, and it makes them sad because they imagine their favorite musicians to be just like them. Well, okay. So in all fairness, okay, here we go. Devil's advocate kicking in. Uh, I do see that from both sides of the political aisle within America. And I, in general, see that across both sides of various political issues in music. 
And so I, I, I don't want to be as bold to say that or like just call out Trump supporters like that. But that, I mean, you know. I mean, it's like 80-20. I, I'm not sure I'd go as far to say 80-20. I'd say maybe 60-40, if not 50-50. I don't, but I, I think just, that, I don't think it's 50-50. One, I don't think that there are truly that many super, super conservative, like, musical stars. Okay, so, well, here's, it's not necessarily musical stars, but this is kind of where I, I guess our perspectives and what we've experienced differ a little bit is within the Christian music scene. A lot of Christian artists kind of get told to, to sit down and just keep their religion out of music, which is in the same realm because the way Americans treat politics is very similar, how they do treat religion, many theological thoughts on that. But the, I do, I have heard that on stage several times for um, with shows that are, uh, the stage is being shared by Christian and non-Christian artists on the like hack, like heckle at each other, like on their own while they're up on the stage and have the microphone. Be like, unlike the last band, we're not going to talk about Jesus or whatever. Like, see, I just avoid, like, I avoid religious music like that. So that I, yeah, that's not been my experience, but I, I'm personally turned off by it. So I just don't listen to it. Right. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't care. That, I mean, that you do what you do. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But, and so that's just kind of some of the experience I've had. And so I, I do see that from, and, and again, not to say that like Christian music is inherently conservative because. I was, and I was about twist. to say, like, religion's not politics either. I thought we were talking about politics. If we're talking no. about religion and music, that's very different. Well, we're so, oh, it's so hard to, compl- it's very easy to conflate and it's very easy to, it's very difficult to completely extricate those two topics in the current political climate, the way things get talked about. Uh, and it also doesn't help that that's just a lot of my experience with music. Cause a lot of the bands I listen to are Christian or at least they are Christians who play music. So I, my point in all of that saying is I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say eight. I, I'm going to say for the sake of this discussion, 50, 50, let's, I'd like to be a little fair here. Okay, but, but I thought we were talking about politics, not religion. Oh, now you No. I know. See, I just muddied the waters. That's your experience, but my experience with it has very much been um like Americana and country musicians. You know, I, I think a lot of the listeners are surprised to hear that like Tim McGraw is super duper liberal or whatever. Or Steve Earle's really liberal and he likes to sing about it. So they tell people, like, keep your keep your politics out or your music or whatever. Because the fan base is, like, by and large, is so conservative. So In plot twist, Willie Nelson supports legalization of marijuana. Willie Nelson is literally always high. <laughs> Willie Nelson literally yes. has his own marijuana company called Willie's Reserve. <laughs> And uh, artists like Margot Price have uh, signature strains with them. So, like, but, yeah, I mean, it's like. I know. I, I just feel like so we- my, my thought, even with, like, Christian art is, like, if you don't like it, then just don't listen to it. But don't take all super duper offense or get upset when you find out that that person whose music you like is super religious. I love Prince. And I am not a jehovah's witness i'm not religious like he sings about all these religious things sometimes and that's the stuff i don't listen to because sometimes it's bad like lyrically the rainbow children is a bad record musically it's fantastic but um 
that is one where it's just like I if you don't jive with it, don't listen to it, don't buy it, don't bitch about it either. Well, you know, I I I almost fall into that boat. The flip side of that is I I almost want to say, you know what? Listen to it anyways. Engage with it. Be uncomfortable. Allow yourself to be challenged. Yeah, and that's I think, I think that's the that's, problem. People are saying, "Oh, I don't want to be challenged." Well, I mean, so I I think it's completely fair to say that different people want different things out of musical. Yeah. Experiences. Oh, that's that's the first thing I said. And so. Like even last night, like before the show came, I was talking like the other guys uh, who were on the rail and like one of the guys is like, yeah, like I've got kids and like I can't yell at my kids, but I can come to the show and I can scream my head off in the front row with all the lyrics that I know as loud as I can and get angry and throw my fists around. And that's just my release. Well, that's why a lot of people listen to music. That's why a lot of young girls listen to Liz Fair's Exile and Guile because she's saying all those things that they can't say. <laughs> Right, right. And so in the flip side, like I, I went to the show last night and like, I sure I screamed some and I like a lot of the lyrics, but I spent most of my show just sitting like with my jaw dropped to the floor watching people play impeccably mm-hmm. some of the, the, some incredibly difficult parts on guitar yeah. and drums and just, just completely blown away. I, well, that was like me I, when I saw the revolution in Austin, like everyone's on the floor is like dancing. I've been partying to the print songs. I'm just staring at this really super duper tight band. I'm just watching Wendy play the guitar. Like it was to the point where we left the show and Rick was like, did you not enjoy them? Like, that was great. He's like, you were just sitting there and I thought you were going to like, like me at a whole steady show is me like raging and thrashing and having a fun time. And then me watching like guitars, especially that I just respect the shit out of. I'm just laser focused watching them play You're just soaking it all in like, yeah yeah what is she doing look at her right hand technique right. <gasps> what yeah right yes uh, and then there's other bands like so like flat out part of the reason why i say like everybody should like at least read silent planet lyrics is they are incredibly culturally engaging and i'm not sure political is the right word it's overt a lot of it's overtly religious but not all of it is uh, but not i think it's a lot of their lyrics are done so in a way that's meant to get you to ask questions. It's, it's, it is thoughtfully engaging and makes you think. And I, I think it's the, some really wholesome kind of stuff that everybody can pull something. from. And that's one of the beautiful things uh, about poetry. And that's what poetry I think is one of the major functions of it in reasons to enjoy it and experience it is to have those thought provoking moments to be able to like, switch your perspective and total paradigm even if you can. And so then when someone says keep politics out of music or keep something that I'm uncomfortable with out of music, it's just, it almost negates the purpose of certain kinds of art. And that's right. It's not just about entertainment value. No, an art has never just been about entertainment value. It's been about self-expression. Well, I would say it's about expression, but, um, but not self-expression. Somehow that's different. I I think I, I want to take the word self out of that and just broaden that up to expression because there's a lot of bands that do a great job of stepping outside of themselves and putting themselves in the shoes of other folks who have different experiences. And, but that's still, that's I still think, expressing like 
it, maybe not your experience. It's like writing in the same way that writing fiction is not necessarily writing about your experience, but it is still like you're expressing your own thought process and it's like you're, you're expressing your desire to be empathetic and see someone else's like, I don't see how that takes it away from the artist's sense of self because it still is that artist's art. Like that is yours. You made that. I, I would I would cite that as a difference of philosophy, but I respect yours, and I also like my my take on it. Uh, all of that to say, I, I think if you're saying that you someone should keep politics out of music, I think you're missing out on what the I, either you're missing out with the point of a lot of what the point of music is, or you're um, you're not interested in what other people see in the music. Yeah, or yeah, I mean. I, I think I think I know country musicians get it a lot. Folk musicians get it a lot. I think Steve Earle is a really good example of someone who just is so political all the time that it can be supremely exhausting. <laughs> um, but I, I think it really just does come down to it is like to... to Especially when it's not like a part of their art. Because I feel like a lot of the times when people are saying, uh, keep politics out of music, what they're really saying is, what, what I hear more, I should say, is things like, oh, shut up and just sing your songs or whatever. Like the idea that musicians and actors and uh, these sort of people who are celebrities and have a bigger platform, that they, sh- oh, just stick with what you know. And like, that's music. But like, to say that someone's job is the only thing that they should ever do is pretty ridiculous. I think we can just agree with that across the board. Like, oh, if you can't have a political opinion because you're an accountant. No one would ever say that. So to say like, right, right. oh, don't ex- you can't you can't have a political opinion and express it because you're a musician is the same thing. It's this person's profession and livelihood yes but it's not like every fabric of their being well and there's that there's also different musicians do it for different reasons uh and i i think it's not unfair to say that there are musical groups that exist for entertainment value i mean sure but should those people not be able to express the political you know, or religious or whatever other tenant of their, you know, being is because like, like, like I think Prince is another example of that. Like he's, he's a dance pop disco performer and then he still wanted to express his religion. And he talked about that a lot. Like, how is that different? Well, I'm not saying that it is necessarily, I, I, I think my point is, that people are allowed to do music for a range of reasons. So if I were to start a band, I would do it for a very different set of reasons than I think if you were to start a band is that, I think that's a reasonably fair statement. I don't know your life, Andrew. (laughs) Well, that's sort of true to a degree. (laughs) I mean, I don't know Uh, why you would start. I don't, I don't know why you would start a band. I think you're right. Everyone does it for different reasons. Unless somebody tells you why they did it. Like I'm, I think, and I also think the reasons I would do music now are very, and the reasons I do music now are very different than the reasons I like 
played music when I was 16. I think I'm going to allow my punk side of myself show through a little bit here. Okay. Anyone who says that you have to shut up and color within the lines needs to shut up themselves. And if I want to color outside the lines, I'm going to color outside the the damn lines. I am just going to do it. Uh huh. I mean, so if, if anyone who's like, well, I just want you to do what I want to do. I'm like, well, I'm the musician here. I'm going to do what I want to do. So screw you. If you don't want to listen to it too bad, suck it up. Or I'm just not going to have you in my band if you're playing like weird syncopated things that don't fit. (laughs) Well, two things. That's jazz. And two, syncopation is amazing. Okay. I'm not Uh, saying it's not. (laughs) I'm not saying it's not. But if I'm starring a country and Western swing band, I don't want it in my music. That sounds awesome. That sounds like, like the worst. Like, that sounds like if I, oh gosh, I would leave a room if that was playing that sounds wait i want to hear that in concept can someone point me to like some country jazz crossover bands because well, i i want to listen to I that i mean there's right there's now. country jazz it's called western swing but it's not like bebop it's not freeform it's you know it's western well, swing. Not like free, i want like big band jazz meets garth brooks and tim mcgraw that's that doesn't exist I want that to exist so bad, but I don't want to put in the effort to make it exist. That, that doesn't need to exist. It does, listeners, that doesn't need to exist. Like, don't. Listeners, if you know a band that does that, please send me the band, and I want to listen to that this week at work. And if you send it to please, me, please, I please, will. Please. I will straight block you if you send it to me. You won't actually block people. Try me. <laughs> listeners, I dare you. Try Emily. Don't send but- me things personally. Sorry. <laughs> Just tag her in, tag her in the yes. uh, in the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group and yes. do that. Uh, yes. So all of that to say, if you if you if you're a musician and you want to play political stuff, go for it. If you don't, cool. If you want to play religious stuff, cool. If you want, if do you do you? And I I think authenticity really shows through quite a bit yeah. in music. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people have a uh, pretty good radar for BS. Well, so. yeah, that's kind of the most important thing about music is, is authenticity and also just in general with how like especially millennials and younger generations and even Gen X like supports brands like they want authentic things. That's why we're killing Applebee's because it's inauthentic. Let's be real. And the food is right. bad. But um, getting back to it, like I think it's like if you don't like if you if you like someone's music, but don't like their politics then that's your decision to make if you want to continue to listen to their music, but your decision, but you don't get to make the decision whether or not they express their feelings. And that works, that works both ways. Like I don't like praise and worship music. That's I, but I'm not going to tell a praise and worship band to not sing about Jesus. That's kind of their deal. Just like, I don't think you should tell Steve Earle to not sing about how much he hates like George W. Bush. Like he's going to do it. Like, sorry. And if you don't like it, if you don't like that, then don't listen to it or ignore it. But it's like, I know that we've, we've talked about, I think even more so we were, we will talk about um, separating uh, a person from their music. And I agree. I get why people say that's hard to do. Um, And I think that sometimes it's something that you shouldn't even try to do. But if it's just like a difference in political beliefs, 
as long as that person's frankly as long as that person's political beliefs aren't like nazi then i think it's your call on whether or not like you want to continue to listen to someone that you don't personally agree with and uh yeah so nazis let us not try to separate the music from their personal beliefs everyone else right, right. i think we can you know give it the old college try if you want to yeah you know i i think what i want to end on is a pretty simple two-word phrase you don't want to end on nazis uh i did not see that coming to be honest i would uh, i would like to end nazis uh, that I, don't, I, I think I want to end on a, a very simple two-word phrase. I think really en- encompasses this entire topic it's in not, discussion and that's, quite and it's, well. And it's not punch Nazis. It's it's not punch Nazis. It's a uh, play authentic. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> if you uh, if you if you want to play a certain type of music, just play it authentically, please. I didn't see I, I, I didn't see you. that coming. You didn't see the Nazis <laughs> coming, which is bad on you. But I didn't see that coming. I've been planning that out since before I got online. Oh my god, you knew you're. I was gonna do it. She won't see it coming. Would you have screamed? How loud would you have screamed if I had said it first? Just like out of I would have been so pissed. <laughs> you just went like on a thirty second rant just now as I was about to drop the play authentic line. I, like I, I mean it sincerely, but also as a playful, as a playful point uh, to remind people that that's something that I do want to talk about in the future. But uh, the reason why we haven't talked about it yet is I think. I'm at least personally, I want to wait and see how some things unfold a little bit more before we talk about whatever in the world is going on over at Gibson. Cause I, I, I see a lot of sides to it and I'm not even a devil's advocate kind of way. I, I do see several sides of what's going on and I, I just want to, I don't want to jump the gun and go too crazy on it. So yeah. Should I go up to them and be like, Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just go up to them at NAM. You know, the thoughts crossed my mind. Uh, I don't know. The flip side is like I've met Mark before. He's a really great guy. I this does seem a little out of character, but I he, he looked I know like a hostage in that video, dude. He he did a little bit in my interpretation. I don't want to jump to any. I don't want to jump to conclusions. I don't want to jump to assumptions. I've got a few of my own personal thoughts, but I want to in my heart of hearts, I want to trust that Mark is a good guy and he's, he hasn't sold out uh, because I still believe that selling out is a thing. He's just a uh, spokesperson. And- like I, not to, not to belittle him, but like, as far as things go, like I, he's, he's not the top rung on that ladder. Look, I, I have friends that that work at Gibson. I've got friends who represent Gibson. I, I, I I'd like, to believe that the people that I know there are in it for the right reasons. That's not, not even, I like to believe that I know that they're there for the right reasons. And I know that there's a lot that we are all seeing as much as I like to have a little bit of fun with poking fun on the, in, on the interwebs. Mm. I, I I'm taking a seat. I'm going to let them do what they're going to do. It's, it, I mean, if we're being really honest, big companies sue each other all the time. So I just kind of want to sit back and I want to, I want to f- get some more information here before I start saying anything on the podcast the, about the it. hilarity of the statement i'm gonna i'm gonna let them do what they're gonna do like we have any influence on any of it 
<laughs> right, right. Just let him fight. I'm going to put an end to this now. You this has gone too far. Ooh, that was some clipping. Sorry. My southern accent is apparently very aggressive. Uh, well, yeah. Be aggressive, it, it, but don't clip the microphone. That's not, that doesn't have the ring. Aggressive. Be, be, be aggressive. aggressive. So, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at, all of that said, much love to Mark and the folks at Gibson. And I hope you guys are making good decisions and not the bad decisions that a lot of folks think you're making. Maybe I'll try to tour their factory. I I have so many questions. And I like, I I, I've talked to a couple of my, on a personal level, I've talked to some folks that I'm personal friends with that are involved with the company. And I've heard some interesting things off of the record. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, How off the record? Because usually just off the record means you can't quote them. <sighs> enough off the record that I want to respect the friends that I have. <sighs> yeah. I know. Uh, anonymous sources tell us. Very anonymous. We'll see. Anonymous sources uh, tell us that Les Paul Double Cut Juniors are the best of the Gibson guitars. That was me. I was the anonymous source. Um, fun fact, I used to, uh, when I would go bowling as a child, uh, my name on the screen was either anonymous or oops. Uh, but I saw, I it used to be oops and I stopped doing oops because it would always cut off at oop. Yeah. So I was say, you only, call, you only get three letters. Right. But did people say oop? There it is. That was among the many jokes that were made about that. So I switched to anonymous and I think that was my on anonymous and a realm of I think it was four different numbers as like a generic profile was on a handful of different social media sites was my alias for a while so yeah very strange how about that yeah I have a past life great content (laughs) great content uh so uh in wrapping this up for everyone still listening uh, if you're going to Summer Nam again, go to Boutique Guitar Showcase. Play the Tuna Tone Teeny Tuna. It's mine. Not only are you playing a fantastic guitar, of which there are not very many in the world, you're playing my personal guitar. And to sum this episode up in a couple of bullet points, one, uh, Poppy has a friend. Two, metal shows are awesome. Three, buy a Jennings guitar. I don't know what you're waiting for. Just message Chad right now and do it. They start incredibly reasonably priced. I don't know why you haven't done it yet. If you're listening to this right now, just pause the episode. Open up the Jennings website. Do it. Four. I beg you. Four. Emily's cat. Play authentic. No, four. Emily's cat is pissing, making poor pissing choices. Right, 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 right. Five. Uh, You're in trouble. Five. Summer Nam. Yep. Six. Punch Nazis. <laughs> and seven, the best number there ever was for biblical reasons only. And, uh, Prince, play authentic. Reasons. and Prince Reasons. Biblical came first. Ha ha. I'm Emily. <laughs> I'm Andrew. <laughs> this has been a strange episode. That was a weird ending. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.